Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, what is your vintage movie happy place? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. What is your vintage movie happy place? Holly, why are we asking? Oh, well, I wanted to get an opportunity to celebrate actress Jane Powell. Yesterday, we learned that she passed away at the age of 92. And Jane Powell was a star of MGM musicals, if you can believe it or not. She was a star of movies like Royal Wedding and Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And those were big MGM musicals. Yeah. And that is my movie, Happy Place. MGM musicals specifically are such magical pieces of film immediately if I'm in a funk or I'm in a bad place, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put on on the town and I'm going to dance in my living room when nobody's watching. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, you know, I want to give her the recognition that is due for somebody like that, because we have very few stars of the golden age of Hollywood left. I I mean, mean, that is so true. You know, Jane Powell's contemporaries, I can think of a couple of people who were involved in MGM musicals who were still around. One would be Mitzi Gaynor, Mm -hmm. who's a fabulous follow on social media. She always Mm -hmm. signs off her things. Love you, Mitzi. So she's still around. Margaret O'Brien, who was a child star. She was the little girl in Meet Me in St. Louis, Mm -hmm. Judy Garland singing to her have yourself a very uh, um, a merry little christmas thank you it's okay she's still we're alive. not there yet we're not to christmas yet so you don't have to know the christmas <laughs> oh, thank songs. goodness but so we have a but a few people left who made and participated in the creation of these really magical mgm musicals so then i just wanted to throw out the question so that's my happy place mgm musicals well what's your vintage movie happy place i love it six five one six four one 1071, what is your vintage movie happy place? Let's go to Mimi. She's on the line. Hi, Mimi. Mimi, what's your vintage movie happy place? Well, so I now that I heard what Holly just said, I had just gotten into the car and Holly and you said vintage movie, and I immediately spoke out loud to myself in the car and said, um, uh, oh my God, now I'm forgetting the movie that I just said that I wanted to see. <laughs> Well, I, I have it on my knee. That's but it. Now that I hear what Holly says, it's totally not in the same vein as vintage. No. If that was the case, then I would have to say breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, no, but see, that's the thing is like you can have your own vintage, like whatever. Yes feels like a sweet spot for you and like stand by me exists in a very specific time period also well, I appreciate you saying that well, that is like coming of age yes you know, back in the day when you could like pack up a backpack with your friends and like take off for hours yes and didn't care where you were <laughs> it's so great it's so that. true right it, and it hit you at a specific time in your life that totally. it that it matters. Thank you, Mimi, for your call. Have a great day. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you, you. Too. thanks, Mimi. Thanks, Mimi. And here's the thing about that. Stand by me. Pretty sure it's aired on Turner Classic Movies. Yeah, that is a classic film for sure. It is a vintage happy place. It absolutely is. You know, it's interesting because like when I think of like, listen, like I loved. I grew up watching. Um, 
a lot of uh, Shirley Temple movies, and I love Shirley Temple movies, but I don't even think of that as like my vintage happy place. I go straight to the like the movies we were talking about yesterday, like the '80s teen flicks, specifically from the 1980s, specifically geared toward te- toward teens, like the James Cameron movies, like the um, not James Cameron. John Hughes. John Hughes. Thank uh, you. You know, you I know like how when you can read my mind. You know Holly. how you get tickled by such wonderful teen comedies as The Terminator. Yes. And The Abyss. Yes. Wrong. Wrong. John Hughes movies. Like, I love John Hughes movies. That is like a great little sweet spot for me. Okay, let's go to Benjamin. Benjamin is on the line. Actually, you know what? Stop. Hold on. Let's go to Sarah because I just totally stole Sarah's thunder. Sarah, you're with me, right? Yes, yes. Any John Hughes movies, anything really from the 80s, like the nostalgia of me being a kid, Goonies, all yes. that stuff. Right? And what's your favorite John Hughes movie? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, Say it. Say it with me. Not Home Alone, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the teen ones. I'll tell you mine. I'll like, tell like you mine. Club, 16 Candles. Sarah, mine is Say Anything. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yes, I love that soundtrack. So good. Thank you for your call, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Let's go to... Bye, guys. Bye. Let's go to Benjamin now. Hi, Benjamin. Benjamin, what is your vintage movie sweet spot? Hi, Benjamin. Hello. Uh, Ben Ben Crosby and White Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yep. That is a great sweet spot. Right. Any of the old Christmas shows, it doesn't matter what time of year, I will... But that's the one I usually go to. I love it. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Maud. Hello, Maud. Maud, what is your what is your vintage movie sweet spot? Hi, Maud. Oh, hi. Sorry. Yep, I was going to say Daddy Long Legs with Fred Astaire. Oh, yes, and Sid Charisse. It's in Leslie Caron, and then they do the slew foot dance. It's such a good one. Okay, oh, oh, I goodness. have to look that one up. I don't know yeah, that I well, know that one. You know, and speaking of Leslie Caron, she is also one of the MGM musical stars who is she still is? with us. Ah, yes. yes. I love it. Thank okay. you, Maude. Thanks, Maude. That gives me something that I should... Uh, that I should watch because I don't think yeah. I've ever seen that. Yeah. Well, Fred Astaire and Sid Charisse, Silk Stockings, by the way. Uh-huh. So a different film, but also MGM musical. Uh-huh. Interesting. So, look at that. Holly, yeah. this is like, it really is Holly's sweet spot. Yes. Let's go to Karen. Hi, Karen. Karen, what is your vintage movie sweet spot? It's McClintock with John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara. Are you friends with Kenny the Traffic Kitty? Um, no, but I guess I should be. You should be because that's <laughs> Kenny the Traffic Kitty's favorite movie. He will always Mine stop too. and watch Mine it. Too. Oh my goodness. Yes, a good I one. I love that. Thank you, Karen. Thanks, Karen. What's that one about? McClintock is a Western, so it's John Wayne, Marina Hera. Okay. Basically, that's all I can tell you and that Kenny loves well, it. Well, I can tell you what the cover of it is. And it has an exclamation point in the title yeah, of the movie. Yes. And so you have to say it with emphasis. He is sitting on a stump and she is laid across his lap and he is spanking her. And I'm serious. Sounds about right. Yep. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Kathy. Hi, Kathy. What is your vintage movie sweet spot? Happy place. Wizard of Oz. Oh, that one is a classic. Right, yes, it is. Yeah, oh. and what, it's just fun. Do you do you have like a do you watch it every year? I try to. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a great one. Thank you, Kathy, yeah, for thanks, your call. Kathy.
When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're not going to stop talking about movies and things that we're watching. No, sorry, Bob, because our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies is joining us to tell us what we should be watching this weekend after this on My Talk 1071. Yay, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies is joining us to tell us what we should be watching on the Colleen and Bradley show. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly and I are here. Oh, yes. With you, Paul. Hello. It's great to be here. We're so glad to have you. And I'm actually like very excited about both the things you brought right? today. Yay. Yes. So let's start with the movie thing that we're yeah, excited there's about. There's a new movie in theaters called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Yes. And there's Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield in this kind of roller coaster rise and fall of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, really kind of learning about how Tammy Faye was someone from Minnesota, International Falls, who loved Jesus and wanted to be saved. And she fell in love with Jim Baker and their ride to having their own television series and their own ministry, being televangelist, getting a presidential endorsement, a theme park, and how that came crashing down upon them. And these are, I mean, these are stories that if you lived through it, you kind of know or they're familiar to you. Right. But here's my question about the movie, because I have a relationship (laughs) with Tammy Faye. You both like mascara. Mm, yes. A face full of I makeup. need it more than she did. No, but um, but no, honestly, it's because I watched her on The Surreal Life on VH1. Oh, Stop. yes, no, that's yeah. right. She was guys, on that show. She was like on that the, show. Um, she was so sweet. She was so sweet. Flavor Flav, was it that season? Not that season, okay. but she became really good friends with, and this hasn't aged well, but Ron Jeremy, which was really not strange. not aged well. Not at all. But at the time, it was like they were like that weird kind of, like they had this beautiful friendship. You know why? Why? Because she loved everyone. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is what you really take away from this movie, is that she had a huge heart, a huge soul. She was not judgmental, and she really loved everyone. And one of the most powerful scenes in the movie is when she brought on a gay man on their show and had him talked about living with AIDS. Uh And that was frowned upon. Yes. Major frowned upon. You in know. their sort of evangelical oh, yes yes circle yes. and she really did lo- so that's i guess my question because mm-hmm. i i love Tammy Faye right. for that mm-hmm. for what i saw of her that was really my intersection with her was on the surreal right. life and the fact and i loved that about her that she was friends with Ron Jeremy she found something to to love about Ron Jeremy even though his lifestyle as a porn star mm-hmm. was so antithetical to where Correct. she is does Jessica Chastain kind of pull that forward completely. and do you learn that like loving thing about yeah, completely Faye? yes what Jessica does really well in this is take someone who you think would be this caricature this maybe conservative christiany religious person and turns her into someone with depth mm-hmm. someone with like layers, but someone who gave them their all. And what you saw is what you got with Tammy Faye. Mm-hmm. There was no like television personality. Can't say the same for Jim Baker. Ooh, and, uh, yeah, and the movie still really, stands. that yeah. still stands and is not great. And you learn about, I saw her in a new light. Confer- like his, Andrew, what Andrew Garfield does is brings out deeper shades, not making him a monster, but I was like, yep, he's still as scummy as I thought he was. Mm-hmm. But Tammy Faye, oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And you were kind of a hustler. Yeah. You know? And this is one of those biographical films. So Jessica Chastain's performance as Tammy Faye Baker sounds like it's very stunning. It's stunning. Does not, the yeah. rest of the film work? Because sometimes with these biographical films, you get a really super strong performance yeah. from the lead actor. Right. And then the rest of the film is kind of... 
I would say that I think that, you know, Ryan and I watched it together and we both came away really liking the movie as a whole. Now, both of us, I, I mean, I guess I shouldn't speak for him. He's not here. But I at first thought, I'm like, is this movie a caricature? Like, it felt like an SNL skit yeah. at the beginning because she's got this thick Minnesota accent as Tammy Faye mm-hmm. and the makeup and all that. But then when you keep going, you get kind of used to it when you realize, like, there's a lot of depth within both of them and what this movie's trying to say. I feel like, and then to get them into, to get you to see these two people in different lights, especially her, and the makeup is incredible, too. I didn't feel like I was just watching two actors under, like, a rubber mask trying to act their way out of a makeup job. I felt like the makeup was really well done for both of them. Oh, that's actually, and it's not like a full life. I mean, it does cut off at some point in, you know. It's not like the full Wikipedia page. Of right, life, which is which good. Yeah. So yes. we're not getting Tammy Faye on the surreal life. And we're not that getting chapter her. was not in this. We're not thing. getting her hosting will, the Jim and Tammy Faye no, show we didn't from the 90s. No, okay. No. Okay, so how many ticket stubs? So four to five ticket stubs. I got to interview Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. Oh, cool. So you'll see those on my YouTube channel and on Twin Cities Live today. And it was great to hear about like the research that they did. What parts of their life did they want to bring out to find the good in those two people? How they worked together to bring out their marriage and more i the thing that makes me sad about it is that tammy faye is not here mm-hmm. any longer right. i feel like she probably would have loved the movie and i, I know that her kids well, were she would have loved because well. she loves everything yeah exactly Come on. <laughs> okay so here's the other thing we're really excited to talk yeah. about on apple tv plus the morning show season two it is back yes. the first episode is released today it will be weekly after this until about november and i've watched the first four episodes Ooh. and the series picks up um, eight months after really the fallout of what happened at the end of the first season and so much of this season is under embargo in terms of spoilers what I can tell you is that it picks up New Year's Eve 2019 heading into 2020 mm-hmm. Bradley and Alex are in very different professional places let's say that and mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out what do they want out of their careers their lives and there's stuff happening at UBA and uh, what we know in real life is what happens in 2020 we've got a pandemic we've yeah. got an election we've got race relations cancer culture and the show tackles all of that interesting all of these personalities at uba that are got their own opinions about all that and are and are fighting for themselves steve carell is back as mitch kessler we find him kind of living a reclusive life mm-hmm. he's uh, sort yeah. of like a matt lauer type character yes. in the first season yes. that it very much is like sort of ripped from the headlines and i feel like this they try to do that as well with all of these hot topics mm-hmm. and play on them Okay, so I I have um I have a I have a logistical behind the scenes question that I know that you'll know the yes, answer to. Did did was this meant to be in production earlier, and did COVID nineteen sideline it? Great question. Yes. So they started filming season two before the pandemic. Then the pandemic happened. They had to shut down production, and they then went and rewrote most of this season. Genius. To then include all of this because I thought yeah. that I remembered them starting to film, and I'm like, yeah. yes, this is coming back. And then as we were watching season two, I'm like, oh y'all are talking about the pandemic which means you went and rewrote this yes which is genius genius because a show like that can't ignore it a show that deals with like current events and news yeah can't Mm -hmm. ignore the reality of the world that we're living in in the time and that will either drive people in one of two directions one saying i don't want to go through the trauma of 2020 all over again in a television series Uh much like we thought about like with house of cards sure sort of political show or we've got the that was somewhat in the past now we're going to see how a television show and all these characters react to what's coming ahead. And if you know how the morning show is written, you can be like, oh, there's going to be plenty of bombshells in this season. Yeah, see, and I know some yeah. of them that's coming from the episodes that I've watched. But um, that then it makes it like I 
anything's possible. Right. This and, show yeah. could go in a variety of directions. And that the morning show, do you think that it's successful? Because that's a lot to talk about. It's a it, lot it, to it, talk there, about. There are many different through ways mm-hmm. and things to discuss. Do you think that it executes it successfully? I think so. I mean, we'll see what happens with the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I think that this cast is huge. One of the things I did worry about as I was watching some of these episodes, I'm like, is there, are there too many people on the show? Right. Because you also have Juliana Margulies yep. joining the cast, Hassan Minaj joining the cast, Will Arnett's joining the cast, um, Greta wow. Lee is in it. Like, there's so many new faces on top of the already big cast that we had. Right. But then you do, they all kind of get their moments to shine, at least from what I've seen so far. And how many episodes have you watched? I've watched four of the ten. I had access to the all 10, but they're not done yet. Okay. That's a little behind Oh, that's too. interesting. The stuff that I get from Apple is sometimes finished and sometimes it's not. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, another real, this is like the big, most important question yeah. I have. Are they going to recap it for me before we start? <laughs> yes, there is a recap. Okay, good. Because I, am, <laughs> like I have I mean, like, it aired two years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to have to go back and do my own homework. <laughs> right, yeah. So I wanted to make sure they're going to give me the cliff notes. Yeah. Okay. So how many ticket subs? I'm giving it four out of five ticket subs for the morning show season two. The first episode of today. And know that the first two episodes really kind of get you back into place with where these, where all of these characters are at. And then in episode three is like, oh, this is the ruthless, messy, heightened drama soapy world that we like from the morning show. Oh, wonderful. So that's Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus yeah. for the morning show season two in the eyes of Tammy Faye is in theaters now. Yes, and I interviewed the cast of the morning show. Yes. Those will be on Twin Cities Live and my YouTube channel. Really great conversations awesome. about how do you tackle these topics. Everybody and, yeah. find Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies on all of his social media channels. And when we come back, we'll have dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots after this on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hello. You, are you feeling that thing what? I'm feeling? What? I'm what? feeling a little what? something. What? A little, it's a little, little generosity here. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. that generous feeling. I'm trying to really feel into page. it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, and it's yeah, called yeah. the pony. <laughs> Where is the pony? I just have that. Oh, nope. here we go. Yeah. Oh. It's that generous feeling. We are going to give something away on the Colleen and Bradley show. What are we giving away? We are giving away a pair of tickets to go see a fabulous show at the Mystic Lake showroom in October. One moment, please. It's not like we're professionals or anything. No. And we don't have stuff in, right in we front of us. We didn't see this coming from a mile away. <laughs> no, we didn't. But you know what? We're going to give it away. One moment, please, while I tell you yes. about Straight No Chaser back in the High Life Tour 2021. It's at the Mystic Lake showroom Friday, October 22nd, yes. 8 p.m. We're just going to give it to good old-fashioned caller number two. 651-641-1071. Caller number two, congratulations. And now let's get to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Oh, those crazy, stupid idiots. They're everywhere. They're to your right. They're to your left. And hopefully when you're looking in the mirror, there isn't one looking right back at you. Oftentimes we find them in the state of... Virginia. Oh, lovely. We are going to meet 32-year-old Ronald Hill Jr. Um, Well, here's the thing. He really, really likes 7-Elevens. Who doesn't? Slurpee? Thank you. Hot dogs? I agree. He likes them so much, though, that he feels like... 
No, that would actually be a great crazy stupid idiot. That you tried to marry an inanimate object? But that's not Ronald Hill's story. No, Ronald Hill's story is that he loved 7-Eleven so much that four separate times over the past summer, he visited a 7-Eleven and helped himself to things. Oh. And walked mm -hmm. out without paying. Mm. The first time happened on July 15th, then again on August 22nd, then again on August 29th, and then on September 6th. And here's the thing. It wasn't just any old 7-Eleven. It was the same 7-Eleven. He robbed it for times oh it's not like you get a punch card no where it's like steal the fourth time the fifth time you get your um quesadilla for free well he got jail for free oh good so here's the deal though the thing about it that's interesting to me is so he hits up the same 7-eleven four different times now crazy stupid idiot advice don't keep going don't go back and visit the same place don't go back and visit the scene of the crime and then do the same crime yeah also, crazy stupid idiot, like, hi, 7-Eleven, is his picture not pasted up? Like, how did you not know when that guy came in? This guy. What was about to happen? Steals from this store. Exactly. Be on the lookout. It's like deja vu. But no, that's not even the thing. He stole from this. He robbed the same 7-Eleven four times. Uh, he stole things from shelves. He took cash from the register. He assaulted an employee. Okay, well, bury the lead. I know. You're like, oh, he just stole from it. No. But then he beat the crap out of people. Exactly. <laughs> he did some stuff. But that's not even what got him arrested. He was caught trespa- trespassing somewhere else last Thursday. And the cops were like, hey, you're the guy who's been stealing from the 7-Eleven. And he was like, I am indeed. And then they cuffed him and stuffed him. And now Wait, he's, he admitted it. Yeah. No, I don't know if he did. But oh, I, I was just, like, now that. Yeah, that's dumb. No, he is currently facing four counts of robbery for those four visits to the 7-Eleven in Fairfax County. Well, bless his heart, he tried, didn't he? Yeah, he well, he tried, and he actually succeeded, and he would have gotten away with it if it weren't for that crazy trespassing. For those meddling kids, yeah, also exactly. known as the police, asking you, honey, was that you? And you say yes. Yeah, it was me. He didn't shag you that. No, it he wasn't didn't. Me. That's, a, <laughs> that's really unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate for him, but yeah. there you go. Uh, can we go to, we went here the other day. Oh my gosh. And uh, we're going back to Durham, North Carolina. Oh, Durham. Yeah, we were there yesterday. We were I think, just there yesterday. I think we might have stopped off at the Harris Teeter. But uh, yes. today, there's really no human that is a crazy, stupid idiot, <gasps> Colleen. I'm confused already. I don't know if this has ever happened in the history of crazy, stupid idiots. But we have a self-driving car that is our idiot. Oh, no. We have a self-driving car that was driving around 6 in the morning in Durham, North Carolina. A pickup truck. Where was it going? With no one behind the wheel. Wait, how does that... Do they make self-driving pickup trucks? I have no idea. I think that either the truck started itself, or more likely, there was a truck that was trying to be stolen while it was running. Oh, no. And the owner tried to stop the thief in the oh. truck. Rolled through a wooded area. Uh-oh. Into the back of someone's grandma's oh, house. Oh, no. <gasps> Grandma oh. said, the bathtub was in the hallway and the walls <gasps> just crumbled down. And I walked out of my room and what used to be a hallway was no longer a hallway. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. Because of the truck with no driver. 
that like the ghost truck the ghost truck so yeah look you know just don't steal cars yeah because then you're gonna get a ghost truck and then it's gonna go into your grandma's basement and then she's gonna have a bathtub in the hallway and And then we're gonna be talking about it on crazy stupid idiots exactly exactly um yeah oh poor grandma you know what that made me think of though because i wanted to share this because this is like a timely situation Mm -hmm. speaking of things moving without the power of human uh driving yeah i saw this on a on a minnesota crime watch page that i follow apparently last night like in the early, early wee hours of morning when there were there was severe weather. Yeah, that was intense. It was super intense. Apparently, I don't know, I slept through it. Apparently, at the airport, two airplanes collided. They weren't, like, there were no passengers on them. The wind blew them into each other. Ghost planes. Isn't that weird? Ghost planes, I know. Colleen. I wanted to actually find it because I couldn't believe, I was like, did this really happen? And I... It, but yeah, apparently, and I think it was two Sun Country planes, if I'm being, if I'm correct, backed into each other because of the wind. Look, man, it was windy so outside All I'm last trying night. to say is that might have been just the wind. Also might have been ghosts. Also, do not rule out ghosts. Never rule out ghosts. Never rule <sighs> out ghosts. That's all I've got there. Well, first car for our next crazy, stupid idiot. This one really just goes out to the whole world. Yay. I love um, it when we're all stupid. Yeah. This is not a crazy, stupid idiot. Like there is not a crazy, stupid, like one singular crazy, stupid idiot. This is sort of a PSA to potential crazy, stupid idiots. And also it comes with the tag. I can't believe I have to say this out loud. But, but here we are. But here we are. Apparently. In uh, Great Britain, uh, they are advising shopkeepers to not sell baked beans to children. Oh, no, because they get gassy? No, 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 Holly, that would be uh, that would be expected. The Heinz baked beans? No. Because they're going to buy a bunch of baked beans and put them in the bathtub and recreate one of the Who's album covers, which is just like... (laughs) Actually, no. Not that either. It's because of a trend. Oh, no. Is it on TikTok? It's a TikTok trend. Oh, gosh. Kids. And it is called beaning. No. No. Yes. No. Beaning Ah. or hashtag bean bandits are youths that smear... Baked beans into driveways, doorsteps, and even cars. Well, that's just jerk behavior. I know. That's going to stick and that's going to stain. And it's going to stink. It's going to stick, stain, and stink. (laughs) All the S's. It's all three. It's the three S's of beans. Can we just stop with the TikTok trend? This is like the thing with the crates that was popular like a week ago. yeah. Where it was like you stack a bunch of milk crates and then you climb up them and then oops, you fall off and it's so funny. The thing that I think is so fascinating is how quickly we move through the trends. Yeah. They're there and then they're gone in no time. Well, then there's the trend where also kids are stealing school supplies from their schools. Rude! And just stealing stuff from schools like, like you know... No, you guys! Paper towel dispensers. Also, no, because... Oh. I don't know what that one's called because I'm not on dumb. TikTok. I think it's called dumb. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It really, this is, we have crossed, we're through the looking glass, Colleen. Oh, trust. We, we are beyond the looking glass. We're beaning. Beaning. That's supposed to be cool. I know, you know. Yeah. 
I don't know, actually. I, I legitimately don't know. No. I, and what's next? So this is the thing you got to be smarter than the kids. I mean, because they've kids have eaten Tide Pods. Yes, you're crating. Well, your. Do you remember the Kylie Jenner lip challenge? Oh man, that feels like a million I years know. ago. It probably was, but it, maybe it was like five years ago. That was when you sucked on a glass mm-hmm. and you inflated your yes. lips. And then people's blood vessels were bursting yeah. because they would suck on the glass so much. I, yes, I just can't. But, you know, listen, this is all I can say to parents. Don't let your kids get a hold of your beans, number one. Number two, try to teach them how to borrow a conscience as early as possible. Yeah. You know, t- show them the pitfalls of these trends. You may Tell not them what have. might happen if they throw beans at people. You may have a fully formed prefrontal cortex Mm. no beef against that that's biology yes but can you borrow a conscience borrow a conscience i say that to my kids all the time i say you have to borrow my decision making skills because you have none so if it seems like it might be a questionable idea run it through your mom filter first Like, would my mom yell at me if I did X, Y, or Z? And I know that the answer is yes. So then just don't do it. Thank you. That was into my TED talk. That was a really good lesson. I feel like the mom filter. We actually learned something in crazy, stupid idiots. Also, watch your beans. All right. (laughs) When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's time to play exactly a little game. And that game is called the Throwback Life. After this on My Talk 1071.